and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Johnny McFarlane and today I'm joined by Gavin Berry and Gordon Parks with only a second appearance. Hey! Second? <laughs> Gone but not forgotten. At least you've been invited yeah. back. And back, yes. Where's Scott McDermott? Yeah, hey, that's why we've been. I believe he's in Madrid. Yes, he's just leaving now, isn't he? Yeah, that's why we call him the Generalissimo. Let's get the cheek to take a holiday. <laughs> this week, it's Groundhog Day as Rangers once again fail to find the attacking whip to break down a deep lying defence as they draw with Kilmarnock. And we look at the rumours about Graham Shinney going to Rangers. There's smoke, but lads, is there fire? Right. Where else to start but Rangers against Kilmarnock? Sparksy, what do you make of this Rangers team? They cannot break down a low block. Tell us what you think about that. I'm not having low a low block. block. Oh. <laughs> I thought I'd wind them up right from the get-go. This is not a good Rangers team. It's a team that lacks creative spark. It hasn't had a player that can pick a pass for a long, long time. I think, uh, I think they're so uh, robotic in what they do. They've not got enough flair. Um Cranchard was probably the last talent that played in the middle of the park that could actually have lift his head and give you something different. I think they're one-dimensional, and I think uh, there is so many different deficiencies in that Rangers team that I, I don't buy into the belief that they should go and beat a Kilmarnock team. I think they are very much where they are. I think they're bang average in so many different departments, and I think they're vulnerable across the pitch. And I think the recruitment's been so bad that Gerard doesn't even know himself what his best formation is and what his best personnel is. Yeah, the record against the kind of so-called, you know, the teams higher up the the league is uh, is just so poor. It's just because when you get guys like Steve Clark, Derek McInnes, you know, guys up, and they're probably showing Steven Gerrard up a bit for the inexperienced manager. That he is, you know, you look at Kilmarnock's tactics at the weekend, you know, just the, the obviously the cup game is the one game where Rangers, you know, they got an emphatic win that night. But from Kilmarnock's point of view, you know, with the, the penalty claim, the penalty turned down inside a minute, goalkeeper sent off. I mean, everything went against them that night. Yeah. And the other games, they just know, I mean, just on Saturday, they're just, you know, letting Rangers have the ball. You know, just letting Rangers play in front of them and they just couldn't break them down at all. I think it speaks volumes now that the aftermath of every Rangers game now is a catalogue of controversy. It's uh, refereeing decisions, it's uh, appeals for this and appeals for that. It's never about the comprehensive manner they've gone and dismantled the team. It's not about how many goals they've racked up or the quality. It seems to be bogged down on the minutiae of did he punch him, Was was it a dive in the box? Rangers can go and eradicate all these things by going and being a good side and I think it speaks volumes of the fact that all the conversations about um, controversy rather than how good Rangers are and it's disguising a manager it does I think do you think think it's deliberate then do you think it's deliberate from Stephen Gerrard I think it it fills the void and Mm -hmm. I think it fills the void and I think Rangers fans don't want to confront the reality that Gary McAllister puts his head into his tracksuit rather than goes and stands up and tries to deliver something tactical because he's the person that Gerard, who's a raw rookie manager should be relying on to try and give a bit of direction and I don't think uh, well it's Michael Beale really I think well, the man. I mean he's yeah. the man that sort of makes it he's the, he's the guy that's got the grand plan well there's a lot of questions being asked about that because Gerard did what? say at the start uh-huh. this is going to be a horses for courses team it's not going to be one big overarching ideology where like Pedro Cascina we play in a certain way we yeah. Don't change it or like Mark Warburton, but we've not seen that. Motherwell, he went three five two. Um, start of this uh, after the January transfer window, they went to sort of midfield four four two diamond. But apart from that, they've just stuck with this four three three that 
as Parksy says, it just yeah. you, you can't really break down teams that yeah. are sitting deep. But that's as much to do with the p- personnel, you know, as the system. I mean, he spoke about the number ten, and to be fair, he did say last week, didn't he? I, read, I think it was maybe Sunday's press conference that he did regret not getting that, you know, that that guy that can unlock them, the number ten. He, he said that was the priority. Well, Parksy did say about that about recruitment oh. being the big issue. I mean, for me, Parksy looking at it. He went in without knowing the Scottish game. He looked mm. at the European games and he's built this quick counter-attacking side that's yeah. decent in Europe. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to breaking down canny that, Scottish managers yeah. who are sitting in deep and hitting on the break, yeah. it's not set up for that. No, that was that point was made, you know, at the start of the season when they were doing so well in Europe. I think I remember actually speaking to Mark Hately. He was put up uh, to promote something. He said exactly that. When they were getting joined in Europe was... Um, because you know they were able to sit off and then just hit them, but they they couldn't do it when it was the other way around. Yeah, but quality teams find a way, and Celtic find a way. Rangers don't find a way because they're mm-hmm. not a quality team. Daniel Candias is the nearest they have to somebody that can unlock. He's got a, he has got that wee bit different, and I think he's probably the most gifted player. Uh, Ryan Kent has shown him flashes, but for me, he's too much of a kind of five aside player. You know, yep. uh, he would invite him along on a Friday night at the pits if you're a man shot. But would you ask him to go and break and unlock a command defence? No, not enough, not good enough, and that's why he's not. Oh, no, I think he's good enough. He's just um, not consistent because I mean, you could but, see that in the old firm game. I mean, the old firm game, which was his standout performance. That is, I mean, if you could get excellent. that, it, it was excellent, Gav. But but yeah. good translates into consistent, consistent, mm. consistent. That, that's it. Yeah. Uh, James Forrest, seventeen goals and assists. Yeah. Ryan Kent, eight goals and assists. Yeah. That's the difference. That's the thing. And, and there's going to be the questions going to come up very soon about making his move permanent. You know, you then start to think, how much is he actually going to be worth? I mean, because Liverpool are going to want a hefty fee from him. Is he going to be worth it? No. On, on the recent evidence? I don't, you know? I, I don't think so. I mean, I think... even if you got him for two... Well, you know, I mean, I don't know if you would well, get him for two, but he's built up a reputation. The problem is he's built up a reputation mm-hmm. against the Hamilton Ackies and the, the the lower kind of common denominator Premiership teams, and that for me is a problem for Rangers yeah. because it's not the reality. Yeah. If Rangers want to lift themselves, they have to go for better. But that's the problem. But this comes back to the problem, and this is and he, Stephen Gerrard did touch on it just once. I remember when there was he was maybe getting questioned a bit, and it was around about the time of the when they were talking about Pena, what's going to happen with Pena, you know, and and he, and he then started. I mean, he's draining us of you know thirty grand a week or whatever. That's money that could be better spent. It comes back to like what he's actually got available to him, Stephen Jeremy. What is he? I mean, Joe Warrell loan, Ryan Kent loan. I mean, how can you bring in that kind of quality when you're playing with the budget that he's got? I mean, what what? Well, I think there's a there's a lot of room for scope next season in terms of the amount of players who are out of contract who'll be wanting to leave. The question I think for me is, does he does he get rid of Morelos? Does he get rid of Tavernier? Players who will achieve a market value. And then Here's try my and instinct. My yeah, instinct but- is this. Morelos will go. Right. Alfredo is, is ripe to go now. And I think, again, we take away the, all the petulance and the problems. He scores goals mm-hmm. and the commodity that he provides will make sure that he's such attractive an option for clubs in this yeah. summer. But, but, he, then he will go. but then you're a 29 goal striker down. So I that's, mean, that's he, the perennial problem that Rangers suffer from. But that's from. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Rangers, you, they don't you hear the rhetoric every year um, playing in front of a fantastic fan base. No doubt about it. What a great platform to, to uh, show your skills. Stephen Gerrard, his personality and his name should be able to attract real proper marquee players. He has to go and deliver in that. What do you make of him so far, Parks? He's had, a, he's had eight, eight or nine months. 
Were you a sceptic when he came in? Loved the fact that he arrived. He gave uh, our game a shot in the arm. Stephen Gerrard, he so, such a, carries himself in such a dignified superstar brand coming to Scottish football. Who can knock it? But he's starting to sound like a broken record. I hear him uh, question the same things. I see him make the same plea to the support game after game when they feel to deliver when it matters most. I think he should look at Gary McAllister and demand more. This is a man that's managed, he's managed for years. Mm-hmm. I think he doesn't look capable during games of changing things. And I think um, he could quite easily, if he doesn't change things quickly, fall into the category of fantastic player, not a manager. Yeah, Liam Brady became Celtic manager in almost sim- very similar circumstances. Brilliant player, straight into the old firm for his first managerial job. John Barnes, another one, both both failed, never never won a trophy. Stephen Gerrard, the, the challenge for him now is to make sure that he isn't the same. But Johnny, when we, when the story first broke, you know, at the end of last season, and we, we, I think we we spoke on the video about it, we, we, these are the points that we made. It's not, we said that everybody knew it was a huge gamble um, that might not work out. So we shouldn't be greatly surprised. But... And I think that's part of the problem. I think part of the problem is that Rangers fans are just so desperate for him to succeed because the image of it is great. You know, the former England captain, the icon, you know, the combative midfielder. You know, they're desperate. The soonest comparisons, you know, they're they're just so desperate for for it to work out that maybe that's clouding the judgment of a lot of them and it's buying him more time. What what surprises me is a man of that stature and a man that's played at the very highest level, he looks like guys like Scott Arfield, Ryan Jack, McCrory, they're base level players. They're very fundamental in what they do and they're about industry. There's not a lot of class, if any class in the current Midfield Stephen Davis, I think, hasn't should have provided more. There's no class there, and I think a man that made his name on class uh, can't. He's got some kind of blind spot with people like Ryan Ryan Jack. It surprises me. But, I he, think can, but he can only work with the, the money. He's got. I mean, he's not, if, I think, if, if, if no, no, if you no, no, huge... no, no. I think Graham Dorn's been injured is a massive problem because he's the key key to the door. He's a real. He's he's got craft about him, mm-hmm. right? But. There's no mystery to Rangers' problem. It's a lack of class, and that's the point I'm making. He's he's recruited yeah. how many players? Twenty players. Yeah. And if you Listen, if you're recruiting that amount of players, yeah. your, your success rate has to be better. Yeah. Where I will agree with Gordon is in terms of the Barisic and um, Gresda. I mean, I don't think you can defend those two because decent amount of money, not good enough. But. Um, it's not as if he's spending absolute for I me. Mean, you're talking about class. I mean, buying class players. I mean, look at Odson Edward who bails Celtic out, you know, um, on Sunday at Dundee. I mean, he's not even been brilliant this season, but he scored big goals, vital goals. Nine million quid. I mean, Rangers don't have nine million pounds to spend. I mean, we're saying that Gresda and Barisic is, is decent money. I'm saying it's decent money, but even there, I mean, two and a half million, it's not as if it's... It's not huge money. Gavin, you try to tell me, and and I heard about there has been a recruitment um, department now at Rangers for a season. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me that they cannot get, again with the brand name that Steven Gerrard, with the platform you've got, they cannot get somebody that can go and put their foot in in the ball, slow things down and orchestrate, even if you get them. I'm just saying they cost money. They lack an orchestra. They cost money. They do. They cost money. Al McGregor, good signing. Conor Goldson, decent signing. You know, I think they've actually got too many players that can put their foot on the ball and try to orchestrate. They name, don't have the players. Name me can... one. Name Glenn... me one player in the current Rangers team that does that. Glenn Kamara. 
That's, that's he's, only been in, he's only been in, been in situ for a month, right? The jury's very much out. Yeah. And I hear, and I hear con, yeah. conflicting opinion on him. Yeah. yeah. There, uh, well, no, well he, he cocked up against Aberdeen, certainly. Yeah. Johnny, in the, the big moment. There's no doubt about that. But I think the problem is there's too many midfielders who are one paced in the midfield. Yeah. Parksy, you called it spot on when you said Ryan Jack, Ross McCrory. Uh, Kamara to an extent are all similar types of player Kamara is a better ball player than those other two what Rangers lack is more of the Scott Arfield types the guys who can get box to box the guy who can play the killer pass Uh, although I don't think that's really Scott Arfield's game to be fair they don't have anyone who can play that killer pass that's my point nobody nobody. that guy does not exist in the current midfield Candias is the one guy who has got a bit of finesse about his play Defoe's been a massive Middleton started well, but I mean, it's a lot to ask him. I mean, he's kind of he's faded out the picture a bit. But we're talking about your more general point. You're talking about a specific position, and Stephen Gerrard did admit he regrets not bringing in, you know, a number ten, you know, in January. But the more general point is you're talking about class players and quality players. But where is the money? I mean, what what is he? Where is the budget for that? See when where I is say, the money? See when Do I you? say, okay, Rangers and Celtic loan route is the is the route now, right? That is now the the route. If you can't afford it, you bring in loan players, which cushions the the kind of financial blow. Are you telling me that Gary McAllister and Stephen Gerrard have not got the connection to bring somebody in who needs to cut his teeth that has that bit of genesequa? I don't think they 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 highlighted it enough. They, they shouldn't have gone and got Stephen Davis uh, and Defoe when they needed a number 10. Unnecessary. Everybody, everybody said it at the time. They did need another striker because Lafferty and Morelos, with the amount Morelos is going to be out, you're asking a lot of Kyle Lafferty. So they did need another striker, mm. but did they need to go and get... Johnny, if you're sitting in an office and you're thinking, right, Defoe, we want to get Defoe in. Something not say to Stephen, Stephen Jenner. Defoe plays one way and has played one way his entire career he needs to play alongside no that's someone. not true he played as a lone striker for Sunderland he had a spell no, he hasn't but it like, doesn't work the channel if you, if you right. get the chance I'm to sorry sign Jermaine Defoe I mean I'm sorry but I think loving it loving it but you have to then make, you have to then adapt your team to fit him in it was one or the other and it's proven to be the case I think one Pars- or the other now Parsi's Pars- got a point in that Defoe doesn't really fit the Morelos structure does he can he put Defoe in and take Morelos out they're not the same type of player Gav, at all Rangers the way Rangers, the way Rangers play. In December, after Rangers win the Old Firm game, I mean, at that point, you think you're in a title race. All, all right, they didn't go in and get Defoe on the back of that result, but they go level in points. I mean, Morelos could be suspended for. I mean, well, as we know, he's got. He's got I mean, he could be pick up an injury. I mean, you, you've got you Gav, Defoe there. Gav, you've got Defoe on the books. If you knew, if you know he's how there. strikers play, right? And I'm not trying to say you don't. But if you're Park playing as a two, part of a twenty-eight million pound strike force, correct, right? right? If you're playing as a two, mm. one of them comes and shows, one of them works the channel, right? The four is the guy who goes closest to the ball, ties the game up, and gets in the box oh, and finishes. The hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Right. With the financial outlay, you, keep, you were saying there that Rangers don't have don't, don't have the money. They're paying a small fortune to get him there. He's no longer uh, an option now because he cannot play as a lone striker because the work rate that's required that Morelos does the mm. four does not have it in his game and he's never never had it yeah. so it blows your argument right out of the water but see if the time actually the uh, four has been on the pitch his goals returns actually not bad no that's true is it not so so if, if Morelos gets injured if, if Morelos got injured in the second game after the winter break so well, are you saying it wouldn't be handy so when Gerard and McAllister are sitting with the option of bringing the four in they're saying he's a good backup option I've got a problem with that well, you can never have too much. Why? Jermaine Defoe. 
Oh, you can never when the money's on community Scottish football is a, is a, is a guy that goes on for 15 minutes occasionally definitely an argument to say that that money would have been better spent on a number 10 the number 10 that everyone who's been watching Rangers identified for months before the transfer window but what you need to remember with the, Defoe, with the Defoe situation is they're getting a player of that quality you know largely down to his relationship with Steven Gerrard if Steven Gerrard if there was a number 10 you know who was available of that quality that Steven Gerrard was friendly with and say listen you know, do you find because and he's warming the bench down the Premier League and says, "Listen, do you fancy coming up here?" They may well have got that. Yeah. It was who, the circumstance. Who, who was the boy that played for Aberdeen? Uh, Madison. Madison mm. then got a move for much twenty-three. Yeah. Million, what, what was it? Well, whatever he was rated. Right. It. Um, a player who well, went and yeah. had that real financial. Yeah. yeah. You tell me that Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister cannot go and pick up the phone and say, "Who have you got that's got that bit of magic that you need to get play in front of fifty thousand every second week?" Mm. Surely there's somebody. Well, they were linked with the one at Everton. His name escapes me. Who ended up going to yes. Sheffield United, was it Sheffield United? Yeah. I, I can't remember. The biggest miss it? for this season in terms of transfers was they were very close to getting Harry Wilson, who's been a revelation Wilson's a good example. There's a yeah, that, that, if, if, they, if they got Harry Wilson, their, their whole season's different. But that's that's the point I mean to Gordon. Is that's what you're up against. I mean, you're making out as if you can just find out, you know, pick these guys out and just say, oh, well... Well, that's that's what you're up against. Yeah, so, you're so, up against that. See if you're playing in a, in a team and you have a well, player. Well, there's two examples. You have a player in your team that you can give the ball to who has got a dexterity and a, and a vision within himself to go and pick a pass. It changes the complete dynamic of the team. I'm not saying that that guy has to be Eric Cantona. I'm saying that you have to get that kind of player in your two, team. But we've just given two examples of ones that they identified yeah. who went elsewhere. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe clubs might not want you. They might not want them going to Rangers. You know, so... Madison is a good example, but is there is there another equivalent of Madison down in England right now? Yeah, I would, know, I would also worries it also worries me that there's nobody to promote from within the current Rangers um, reserve team or whatever that's capable of being having that wee bit of something. Middleton's not right because he's a straight runner, somebody that can go and go in there. Do they not have a playmaker? Somebody that can go and play from within the team that they can give a chance to? Appears not. Yeah. Another yeah. problem, I suppose, is that players like Gresda have come in and haven't sh- really shown yeah. anything. For example, is Gresda any better than a Daryl Horgan, a Gary Mackay, Stephen? I would argue not. No. Hopeless. That's the and his comment yeah. about getting fit because he wanted to keep his place in the Albanian team should be a, a disclaimer to get him out the door as quickly as, as, quick yeah. as possible. Yeah. He looks so far short to me. And again, it was a lazy signing. Barisic and Gresda are the two big negatives, I would say, from the recruitment in the summer. I think there's they're, a bit about Gresda, yeah, sorry, Barisic. You can see what the, there's, there's a player in there. And certainly when I saw him for Osijek, I thought he was a, an absolute certainty to be a great signing for Rangers, but yeah. it just hasn't worked it's out. It's not embarrassing to Johnny that a club of Rangers is stature signing players on the strength of playing against them once. The sign, I mean, that's, that's not acceptable to me. You have to do be more thorough than that. They signed him because he played well against them. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Not good enough for me. Fair point, Parksy. Right, we're going to move on to Graham Shinney. Gav, it was oh, only last week oh. you were telling us you would put oh. your betting That's, money on, you'd put your money on it man, if yeah. you were a betting man. Yeah. What do you think? Well, you know how bad my Cheltenham was. <laughs> <laughs> I can't backtrack now, can I? It was only a week ago, I can't yeah. backtrack Look, now. Luton Town reports today. Luton Town, oh, he would be mad as a hatter if he went to look, oh, boom, boom. <laughs> It's uh, quite good, girl. <laughs> they will be in the championship next season, Luton Town, won't they? But what is it, ten thousand capacity stadium? I mean, if you're if Rangers, if he has a straight choice between 
Rangers and Luton Town and he chooses Luton then I'm sorry it'd be a complete lack of ambition on his part Park says this the subterfuge that happens when there's a move between Aberdeen and Rangers you know nobody wants to admit that this is going to happen because it's an apocalypse with the fans or do you think that there's yeah I don't think it's going to happen with this I just think that his intentions to go to England he's uh, a good age to go to England I don't think I think he'll have better options than Luton Town but I don't think it's a bad option to be honest if you're looking financially which is all he should be looking at at this stage um, I think Rangers to him is probably not going to be an option that he's going to get and I think that's probably the case mm. and I think he'll move, move, his nightfall is day he'll be playing in the English Championship next season is that, Do you think he would improve the Rangers midfield? Possibly? No, I, I don't I, I rate him I rate him as a good um, Scottish player I think he's um, one of the best we have I just don't think you're looking a bit more of, more of the same bit between your teeth burrowing about that's it. He's a good. He's a good leader. I would have to have to say Rangers who lack leaders. He's a good leader, but um, no, he doesn't um, lift Rangers anywhere close to where they want to be. I don't know the type of quality player you think. Perhaps that Rangers are going to get in in the summer. I mean, you, you keep going on about the quality. They need this. They need this. I don't know. But Gav Morelos cost a million think. quid. Uh-huh. They're out there. Oh, but come on, that's, I mean, how many of them do you get? No, that's come, come that, that's true. There's not a lot of them, on, but, but they can get? be found if you yeah. go into the right markets. Why are why are Rangers, with but limited the, funds, yeah. shopping in the English market, the most overinflated market yeah. in Europe? Yeah. Surely they should be looking at Poland, they should be looking at Scandinavia. Look at Ajax. Ajax have now rewritten the rule book on recruitment, right? And they go to Denmark, Norway, Scandinavia, they pillage players from here, there, and everywhere because they work hard and do it and go and identify talent. We did a piece last week. Some of the players, yeah, but some of the players in that Ajax team cost a fair few quid. Yeah, that's true. Dusan Taric cost 12 million. 12 million, yep. well, there you go. Yep. And there was other ones that were up there, I mean... Daily blend was expensive as well. Name me the last Rangers player that actually was identified, came through, and got sold on for a fortune. Name me the last Rangers player that came through the system that moved on for a fortune. It hasn't happened for I think uh, Hutton was probably the last one. Yeah, how many years years ago is that? That for me is a disgrace. For for a a business that has so much resources to go and develop their own to have a return of zero, really. What's going on? So I suppose yeah. the argument would be that around the time when Warburton came in, they completely rejigged the youth set, the youth setup, yeah. and that's continued. Craig Mulholland is somebody that I respect and I think he's good at his job, but they have to. Um, the proof is in the pudding, and yeah. the pudding has to identify at some point, and you have to really see it. Where are they? Yeah. Well, they they won that youth tournament over in the Middle East against some top. Well, that's what I mean. There is there does seem to be grassroots, yeah. gra- uh, green shoots coming up. Yeah. The only one that's come through and maybe bobbed his head up was Ryan Hardy, who now struggles to get a game for Livingston. Now that's in the last. In, McCrory is a good example, but he's he's a player. He's a one-dimensional football player that I like, but he's he's not going to again take Rangers to a higher higher level. And Gav's going to talk about quality again. You go and work harder. You bring players that are better than what you've got. They're out there. You go and do it. Clubs have shown that they can do it. Celtic have shown that they can do it. Right, we're going to go for... Edward was nine million quid. But I'll hang on. Right, we've, <laughs> let's not go over that again. Right, we've got some questions right. from the public. From at Rangers Bants. Parksy, this is for you. Do you think Connor Goldson has had a good season? I do. I think he's actually come in and filled a void which was desperately needing filled. I think he's been guilty by association at times with poor defensive partners. Uh, Katic's been one of, and I think he has been 
He's had to mop up around calamities. I don't think Joe Worrell's a good football player. I think he's a problem, and I think uh, Conor Goals can help hold his head up as a success. Not an outstanding success, a 7 out of 10, but give me 7 out of 10 when you've got players that are getting 4s and 5s. Yeah, because he had some bad nights when you think of Moscow away in particular. Uh, Spartak Moscow in Russia, I think he had a very, he had a poor night that night. There's been a few. In- He's one of these players that has 10 good games and then one apocalypse. Yeah. One disaster. There's not a lot of drama around him, and that's a good for, no. a, for a. I mean, you talk about the ones I've just mentioned, the other drama yeah. a go go, yeah. but he's consistent. And he's good. a good type. I mean, yeah. I think that's what he needed. You know, I think Team Gerard identified that. They needed a good sort of type as well as a kind of solid defender. Yes. You no, know, good character. Gav, this seems to be becoming a bit of a cause celebre amongst Rangers fans, perhaps because they're not going to win anything else, but I've mm-hmm. seen it time and time again about Morelos and should he be in contention for Player of the Year? They've got at Bob. Uh, Bobinski 83 try and pronounce that properly mm-hmm. if Morelos doesn't win player of the year who does and why well, so if he doesn't who does well if he doesn't I suppose his teammate if you were looking in his own dressing room you'd be looking at Al McGregor as a potential uh, across the city his namesake Cal McGregor um, do you think Morelos is the number one actually I think yeah I candidate. Think if, I, if I was voting tomorrow I would probably vote for Morelos yeah but I think Callum McGregor, James Forrest, or Alan McGregor. You could probably make an argument for all three of those as well. Alan McGregor's conduct this season's put him, um, brought him out of disrepute, and I don't think you can, um, I think you can avoid that fact. Yeah. Well, the same uh, would go with Morello, essentially. Well, I, w- I wouldn't have either. I would have few, right. the, the two Celtic players have been the outstanding players, and I think Forrest is probably the one that's excelled. You think Forrest has been better than Morello this season? Fantastic. Absolutely mm. terrific. Is that because of. Partly, part of me thinks that Morelos is the kind of player you love because he's he's gritty, he's really determined, he's yeah. stuck in. See, he's a nightmare for defenders. What I would say is, Morelos goes next Sunday and goes and demonstrates how good a player is, and goes and gets a monkey off his back, and goes and takes Celtic apart. Yeah. The way Forrest has done it is that is, is Rangers. These things matter. Unfortunately, in the Scottish game, it's what you do against the best, mm. and Morelos hasn't. He's fallen short. So you would say if he does it in the next two old firm games, then you start thinking change my opinion. And by the way, my opinion on Morelos, my respect for him and value of how good he is grows week by week. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's still yet to go and deliver against Celtic. What it matters most. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a reason to vote for Morelos, but I think that I think because he's talked about so much as well probably helps his cause when it comes to it because he's in the headlines all the time. Yeah. We talk about him constantly. Somebody like James Forrest is. Something just goes about his business quietly, isn't he? So he maybe he, you know he doesn't get those kind Here's of things. Here's the thing: but when you stop and analyse it, and you look at the season, this is a kid in his early twenties who's come from a foreign foreign land. I mean, yeah. he's travelled such a distance, and he's bullying defenders week in week out, and in he's a getting tough on league. Yeah. Brilliant, absolutely. So many players come in and fail. He's excelled. Don't get me wrong; I rate him highly. I, and we're talking about Forrest, who have taken a long time to come to the boil. I mean, years mm-hmm. to get out of him what Celtic are getting out of him now. So we a bit harsh on Morelos, but. It's what you do against the best, and Morelos has not done it, and that's where it stacks up for him. Was Morelos' goal on Saturday a contender for goal of the season? That's from at Tagsbo. Well, I was sitting at Twickenham watching Scott Johnson burst through to take Scotland into a lead, but um, from what I've seen, it wasn't goal of the season. Goal of the season had to be the goal that was scored by ha- um, from Hamill. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, the Van Basten goal yeah. will not will not be beaten. No, that's that, Even, that has to be uh, goal of the season. But it was one hell of a touch. That first touch when he knocked it past the Bergkamp esque. Yeah. Bergkamp esque. Gordon Parts esque. Some may see. <laughs> <laughs> not any of your former <laughs> managers. <laughs> uh, don't get don't get me wrong. It was it was really clever. <laughs> 
Right, okay. Other questions we've got. Uh, Gav, at Ash24, do you think Tav will be sold in the summer? No, I don't, actually. Um, I think the problem here, and the same goes with Morelos, if you do cash in on them, it's fine if you get, let's say you get 8 million, you know, for Tavernier, you're still going to have to then go who's, and get... Who's paying that? Be, well, who's, no, who's that's what I'm even if you get I know that. Nobody's paying that. I'm not saying you will get it, yeah. I'm just saying, even if you do, and, and it's the same with Morelos, if you cash in on them, you then need to replace these guys. Mm. And what, what they really need is players to supplement the squad, you know, not, they wouldn't be, no, not just selling and doing a, a complete rebuild Partially, would Rangers benefit from having a more defensive-minded right-back? So you sell Tavernier for, say, whatever price that you can get if on the market. If you can get £4 million for him, you've won a watch. Absolutely, I think he's part of the problem. And I think he is too um, passive. Gab's laughing at that. Well, hang, hang on a minute. If he's walking out the tunnel and leading your team... Again, we're talking about Rangers here. He lacks the personality and the leadership. Um, I think it's indicative of the way Rangers fail. Because they don't have that kind of um, McGregor's the one that you want leading, asking more. Looking, you look at your captain and you're, there's an accountability there because you know that he's going to confront you. He's too passive. He's too meek. I don't particularly rate him um, as a defender. I think he's in a difficult position for him because he's not a wing back either. But who's going to fit him in? Um, uh, he's part of the, part of the problem. I've not, not been a massive fan. Gav, you want to come in on that? No, I was. I, that's one area I do sort of agree with you uh, enough, Gordon, is the the amount of people who, are, when you throw Candias into it as well, is just that you're just associated with, you know, failure and it becomes a bigger psychological burden, you know, to get rid of that. I think Rangers can change the message from within the dressing room quickly by moving players like that on. Um, Johnny, I know a lot of Rangers fans uh, don't agree with that. I think they think he's a fantastic player and they sing songs about him and love him. I think he's part of the failure that has been a kind of recurring theme now, season after season, and he's been part of failure. So Mm. no massive loss for me. And again, it goes back to who's going to come and pay that kind of money. I don't hear when I speak to people from within the game this uh, appreciation of what he's got to offer because bad defenders are bad defenders. Right, okay, we are going to finish this off now. Um, So uh, that's all from us. We'll be back next midweek with more news and analysis of all things Rangers. If you want to get in touch with us to continue the debate, you can by tweeting us at Record Sports. You can tweet me at Johnny R. McFarlane. You can tweet Gav at DR Gav. What is it, Gavin? Thanks for that, Parks. <laughs> Gavin Berry DR. Gavin Berry DR. Parks, you're not on Twitter, are you? What's going on there? No, thanks. <laughs> it's a messy business you can do without. Is that yes. fair, fair yeah, comment? Yeah, uh, if you want to speak to me, you can... Um you can forget it <laughs> okay uh, don't forget to subscribe at Ecast or iTunes to get the podcast as soon as it becomes available and if you liked it please review and rate us on there too thanks for listening on the edge of desire.